0: all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's com slash upgrade. You know,
1: what's it when he does the whole, like episode of uh, Law and Order for his musical audition he's like (laughs) dun-dun (laughs) dun-dun-dun-dun yeah do that no I I can't remember I can never remember the lines I can just remember I'll just go dun-dun it's Operation Varsity Blues dun-dun
2: you're listening to Bandwagons Iconic. Yeah, I'm sure some would say that. Some absolutely would say that about us and that intro. Not um, the worst. Still not our worst. Yeah, what would you say? Actually, we won't get into it. No, today. that's we'll not, that it's not Bashers that's um, the Day of all days. So <laughs> on the Sabbath day, on the Bandwagon's Day, he rose again. Uh, welcome back to Bandwagons, a podcast uh, where we talk about. All the things that other people are talking about. Um, I'm joined, as always, by my ghost, Breed Brown. <laughs> I'm an How are in you? this. <laughs> yeah, it's me, Goals.
1: Breed, my good friend Vanilla. Welcome back to my show. Um, oh, welcome back, Breed, my acquaintance. Oh, how are you? What's the crack? Has I asked you first? Did you? Um, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, living the dream, being the
2: moment. Be in the moment. You're not even. I am am the moment. You've you've gone so far beyond living in the moment that you've just become the moment. She's an icon. She's a legend. And she is the moment. That's admirable. That's good mental health advice. Put that
1: on my head, song I will. And I'm singing at your funeral. She was an icon. She was a legend. She was the moment. (laughs) Maybe she was the moment. (laughs) And then they're like, whenever I die, hopefully a long time from now. Um... (laughs) She had a point.
2: (laughs) She had a point right at the top. (laughs)
1: <laughs> points are
2: made I um, that. points are made what how was your weekend how was my weekend fine can't really remember if I did anything of note or if I watched anything oh Um. N- no okay I started watching Smother which is on RT I kind of started watching it's a chai I enjoyed it but like I hadn't seen like the first two episodes but it kind of got me in enough that I was like mm, what's going on here and has this sexy lad from the Borbia uh, quality market you know that oh, sexy yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was inside. wondering how I knew he who from... as well. and Shauna Kerslake so who I yeah. love the cast the cast is very hot the guy that plays the Copenhagen teacher guy that's seems to be a suspect I don't know maybe don't spoil it for me because I'm, I'm probably going to continue watching this not really sure what's going on there seems to have been someone fell but he definitely didn't fall. It was a murder, and people in everyone in the town hates each other. It's that kind of vibe. Yeah, um, it's honestly I kind of half watched that and I thought it was good, but then the circle was on, so I switched over to the circle. Um, yeah. I haven't gone back to the circle since I said I would, and I probably won't now. I'm too far. Yeah, gone, think. you so need to be. You're either well, in or you're out. Either. You, I mean, you could jump in now. You could absolutely jump in now, but I can understand why people don't. I feel like you either need to be watching from the start or yeah. like, why would you bother? You know what I mean? I watched... It's, um, not, it's not a good one to binge because a lot of the day-to-day the episodes, as we discussed on the Patreon episode, like either a lot happens or nothing happens. And more yeah. often than not, nothing kind of happens. You're just kind of watching that tension build. But anyway, what, were you, what did you start to say there? I am um, well and truly knee-deep in the
1: Marvel Universe. I watched the two tom holland spider-mans because i do enjoy i have i've been called spider-man i do enjoy the spider-mans you do enjoy the spider-man we got invited to a disney a thing before where it was like a marvel some sort of marvel launch in the disney store
2: Um, and you
1: you couldn't go so i went on my own and i got absolutely hounded by someone working there being like so who's your favorite marvel superhero And I'd never seen any of them. I was just there cause for, the, for the buzz. And uh, I said, I do love the Spider-Mans. And they took a picture of me and I went online. And I <laughs> uh, will never live it down. But I do, I stand by it. I do enjoy the Spider-Mans. Uh, Tom Holland. He's a very good Spider-Mans. He was a very good Spider-Man. Um, Tom Holland. What? Tom Holland. I enjoy... But I don't know if I enjoyed them better. I enjoyed Far From Home better than Homecoming. I didn't really love Homecoming. I don't know if I enjoyed them better than the Tobey Maguire ones. I think I may go back and watch them and see if it stands still holds up. But I still think that they were the best with James Franco.
2: Did you watch any of the Andrew Garfield ones?
1: Yeah, I think I saw one of them. Yeah, I And know, I, like the that was still, I would them. say like they go in order of like... Tom Maguire, number one, Andrew Garfield, number two, Tom Holland, number three. But I think it's just maybe it's because it's just aging with the times and like Spider-Man's like taking selfies in the Tom Holland one while he's like swinging around and he's like fighting drones and stuff. And it's just like too n- new agey
2: for me. Maybe, you know? yeah, maybe. Um, a lot of people who disagree with you about Andrew Garfield being the second best. Like well, I, 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 I know a remember, lot of people. To be honest. Yeah, fair, 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 fair. I know I, I, remember I like watching it the time. Yeah, I remember watching it and being like, but also as someone who had no vested interest in anything to do with Spider-Mans, I was like, yeah, this is, this is good. I enjoyed this, but like my ex at the time was like obsessed, obsessed with the Spider-Mans and he said it wasn't a patch on, don't were. My
1: ex at the time, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> my ex at the time, sorry.
2: He's my friend at me, the time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I went to see that oh that's bad but yeah he was very vehemently like Andrew Garfield is no he's no Spider-Man of mine I remember being absolutely traumed about that one because that came out when we were in college and no one no one was
1: arsed I was so into the Tobey Maguire ones that I when the new ones were coming out I was like I have to go see this but no one was arsed to come with me so I'm pretty sure I went by myself and then I'm not going to spoil it but like I don't think that one has a happy ending and I remember coming out of it being like what the
2: fuck that's like ruined my week. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, anyway. traumas from a solo Spider-Man's adventure. Also, yeah. Zendaya, that was One oh, more crap. thing: was Zendaya is five eleven,
1: and Tom Holland is 5'7. Tom Holland is a short king. But they're like, yeah. How do they? Do they stand him up in a box? How do they make that work?
2: Anyway, CGI, CGI. Yeah, his, they just stretch his CGI leg, leg, leg length. Stretch Armstrong. Anyway, Is there a Stretch Armstrong movie? When are they yeah. adding Stretch Armstrong to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Not, when, well, not soon enough. we really sorry for that episode, but we hope you had fun, if nothing else. We had, yeah, I thought it was good. <laughs> That's all that matters, please. Today, um, we are talking about two people who are not going to be added uh, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Three people, and they well, are Felicity, yeah, loads Felicity Huffman, Laurie Lachlan, and Olivia Jade, as we talk about. Operation Varsity Blues, the college admission scandal. Yeah. Um, what a shit show. <laughs> what a shit show, yeah.
1: I remember when rich this people, broke.
2: Eh? Rich people do be rich
1: I remember when this broke and being like, okay, oh, it's like, oh, rich celebrities are buying their children's way into college. And I was like, what's, what's the scandal here? I thought this was like, this is probably a lot more common. That Like, I thought that was kind of like a done thing. The paying and money and stuff. Just to be like, oh, I'm like, I'm a big Hollywood actor. Here's a million, here's an like I'll buy a wing of Harvard and then my daughter will go to Harvard. I kind of just thought it was more of a thing
2: than a crime.
1: Which it is, which it is, because that's like the back door route or whatever.
2: I thought bribes are just bribes. I didn't realise it was crime. Um, uh, no, no, like the front door, the back door, and the side door. Like I don't know, but I think it just goes to show that like they that in terms of the backdoor, in terms of like they were kind of they wanted to do whatever to get them into the college, but like even paying that amount of money with the backdoor option, which was like tens of millions, yeah, like didn't even guarantee them entry, and then you're still talking about like them having to pay fees and stuff. It's just all fucking batshit. Like
1: to go like to just to go to to a certain college because they needed to uphold an image. Like it just baffles me. Baffles me. Do you want to explain what it was generally and then we can get into like the people at the centre of it?
2: So basically it was this guy who kind of set himself up as like, so in America there's like a whole industry around like college college admissions, admissions as it is right? Because obviously like there's a lot of colleges and a lot of like prestigious colleges and people want to get into them and whatever else, but places only have a certain amount of places or whatever. So basically there was this guy and he worked with like families to offer like another avenue, mainly kind of these upper class families, not necessarily like celebrities, but people who had a a lot of money who were looking for another avenue to get their kids into these kind of Ivy League colleges, because let's say their test scores and stuff wouldn't have been enough. And as we just mentioned there, they didn't want to pay like up and out of their hole to go in the back door. Um, Because like, as you said, a lot of these colleges did have these back doors where it was like, oh yes, you can pay, but you're not guaranteed. So basically this guy who used to be involved in like, he was like a basketball coach, wasn't he? Yeah, I have this whole backstory I can get into in a minute. We'll get into that, yeah. But basically he... He kind of set up this enterprise where he worked with these families um, under the guise that he was getting them through this side door. He would take payment from them and usually use it as a bribe for sports teams in whatever colleges to essentially fabricate this story that the child was like a part of these like niche sports teams, like water polo, fucking... That kind of ilk, not like soccer or any of the mad mainstream ones, like these ones, because they were massively underfunded. They needed the funding. Um, so he spotted that gap there and was like, right, OK, I'm going to work with these families and get their kids in this way. And this was going on for years and across like several, as we mentioned, like high profile rich families until eventually it kind of got up to caught up to him. It wasn't him that was caught. It was like, an associate of his who basically ratted on another associate who ratted on your man and then your man, the coach, ratted on all the families. Like, it's just... Yeah. This web of deception and money. Insane.
1: Yeah. And Absolutely it, insane. And it was a, like, this is the side door option for these families that probably couldn't afford, like they're not like top tier celebs or wealthy, so they probably... To pay, like, to, to pay like a $10 million donation to a college and not be guaranteed a spot like wasn't really an option for them. So this was like a, a kind of like a bargain basement alternative where you were guaranteed a spot at like a much, much cheaper price, but obviously extremely legal. Yeah, extremely legal. So do you want to hear the guy we we're talking about is Rick Singer, who I like, I'm sure he has been mentioned in this, but the names I had heard were... Felicity Hoffman and Laurie, Lach- Laurie Lachlan. I hadn't really
2: heard about this one guy at the centre of it all. Uh, yeah, neither had I. And I think that like, and this is what, we'll obviously talk about the documentary ourselves, but this is, I'm glad the documentary broke down down. And kind of bro- brought it back to this. And like, again, I will we'll get into it. It wasn't just him. Like, I think the system is the problem and it, there's multiple people at fault. But yeah, this was like the kingpin of everything.
1: Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. We're talking about this be based on the new Netflix film. I want to say it's not. It's kind of a documentary, kind of a dramatization of the phone calls that were recorded because the FBI, once they got involved, tapped phones, had tapped phones, um, and like had all these word for word conversations between this guy Rick Singer and various clients that he helped. Um, so there's like dramatizations of him on the phone to these people. And it's it's well done. It's much better than the ad made it look, I thought.
2: Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest. When I started it and I saw that they were doing like this crime call kind yeah. of vibe, I was like, I, no, I am, I'm I'm fucking out. Absolutely not. And then I realised that they were kind of interpersonate with the talking heads and like other shit. And then I was like, oh no, actually this is done well. Yeah. I still maybe would argue that it's probably slightly too long, but that's just a Netflix thing. But um. It is. Yeah, stick long. with it. If you if you turn it on and you're like, oh, I don't, I don't, I'm not arse watching these this dramatization bullshit, like bear with it. Like it's actually not it's not that uh soap operay or whatever. Like it's done I think that in that sense it's done well.
1: I'm trying to see what it got on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Obviously. It's probably um, not long enough, is it? Probably not. The uh, Rotten Tomatoes.
2: 86%. So far, that's It's bad. one of the better Netflix documentaries that I've watched in in recent times. Um, I, w- I, will, I will say I feel like I didn't learn a lot after maybe like the first hour. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah. Which is, then, my point, I think it could have been shorter, but anyway.
1: Yeah, and then it's kind of left with a lot a lot unanswered because there's a lot of people, not unanswered, but there's a lot of people still to be sentenced So a lot of it is still open-ended with that. Um, But anyway, Rick Singer. I got a lot of this from rollingstone.com and cnn.com. So please don't sue me. So uh, Singer was a graduate of Trinity University in Texas. And he claims to have a master's degree in counselling and a doctorate in business and organisational management. He coached high school sports for a while. um, But then he transitioned into... Uh, college admissions counselling in 1992 with the Future Stars College and Career Counselling. Um, that was his company. And then he sold that because he didn't think uh, he was good at running a business. He said he was better at coaching than running a business. So he went back to coaching for a while. No, he didn't. He went into like uh, a mortgage company and like was in like the world of uh, leadership in cor- corporate leadership or some bullshit. Anyway, uh. He then flip flopped and went back, um, in two thousand and four, and set up another company, um, which was a counseling service, um, known as the Key, which is what it, this is all centered around. The Key is the one mentioned in the film, isn't it? Yeah. So according to core filings, Singer ran two organizations: the for-profit LLC, the Key, which provided college counseling and test prep services and a tax exempt nonprofit, the Key Worldwide Foundation. So the Key Worldwide Foundation was set up to provide guidance, encouragement and opportunity to disadvantaged students around the world, according to its website. But this is what he used as the front for his side door scam. And he'd like funnel his payments from the other business um, through that to fund bribes for like administrators, college administrators and coaches. Um when he was successful for eight years, he made uh twenty five million dollars in eight years off the scam.
2: Oh man. Yeah. Like he, when you say it like that, that's a lot like, of money. Well I think Brittany well Yeah, well.
1: Um he wrote two books in those years. Uh of the course first he did. Yeah, with another, with another author called Rebecca Hendershot. Uh, it was, uh, the first one was called Getting in Personal Brands. A personal brand is, ex- is essential to gaining admission to the college of your choice and getting in, gaining admission to the, your college of choice, which is basically sounds like the same title again. But uh, the book was full of legitimate tips and tricks to hack the college application process, such as how to write the perfect college essay or get a higher score on the SATs. But the co-author said that even in like legitimate business dealings, he was always taking the low road. And she said in one instance, he suggested that a wealthy student fraudulently claimed to be an impoverished child of a single mother in his personal essay. Um, She said it was a personal statement all about his experiences growing up poor. And I was literally sitting in a mansion when he showed it to me. Rick had been telling him for weeks to write this essay, telling him he was a poor student, but the kid was having trouble writing it because he couldn't imagine what it was like to be poor. Christ. Yeah. Um, so Singer and his company, The Key, allegedly helped wealthy students score better on the AC- ACTs and SATs by helping them cheat on the exams. He is also accused of bribing college coaches and athletic officials to say that a prospective student should be accepted because they were a recruit for their sports team, but the the coaches and Rick knew that the student was not a competitive player, um, and the whole athletic profile was fake. He, yeah, we said he was paid about twenty five million dollars by parents to help their children get into colleges. Um, and as you said, he got caught. He like ratted. He was ratted out by someone who had been ratted out by someone, and then he ratted out all these families. So he's actively cooperating with the criminal investigation. Um, and is like fully like come out and said I'm I I am responsible I'm totally guilty. Um, but he hasn't been sentenced yet because he's still like actively helping in the investigation. So he's pled guilty to money laundering, racketeering, obstruction of justice, and tax evasion. He was released on a five hundred thousand dollar bond, and he's gonna be sentenced on June nineteenth this year. He faces a maximum sentence of sixty-five years in prison and a one point two five million dollar fine, which doesn't seem like a lot. It's like one twenty-fifth of what he made from it.
2: But that, and that's the whole issue with the with the celebs as well. Like they're like, and we'll get into it. Like in terms of what the Lachlans and they them all paid, but like them all, they all financially, it didn't really make that crime to any of them. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and they said that in the film, like, it's hard to hurt these people in the in their pockets because they have so much money and they're willing to throw it around. So I got in touch with my sister-in-law, who is American, lives in America, went through the whole college admissions process in America to mm-hmm. ask her about it and get her take on it. Because the, the way the film starts out, it like shows all these students, like, I think they must be from YouTube, like, you know, where kids are like filming themselves, opening their email to see if they got into college or
2: whatever. And they have loads of these videos. Oh yeah, it's like a big, yeah, it's a big, I don't want to say trend, but like I suppose that's the only word, like it's a big thing that a lot of people would do.
1: Yeah, and there's like a whole emphasis put on like the pressure on kids to get into IVD colleges these days and um, how upset kids are when they don't get in and stuff. So I was kind of just asking her a bit about that. And she said, basically, in America, it's such a blurred line of what gets you into college because there are so many things taken into consideration. So there's like, it's not just an exam. It's like your extracurriculars, like your type, the type of person you are. A lot more things go into it. So in Ireland, she said, whereas in Ireland, if you did shit in your Leaving Cert and got into a great school, it would clearly be suspicious because like all they base it off is the Leaving Cert. So in, I think in terms of a scandal, I can see how parents will be able to finagle their kids into a school. Um because if they do like if someone does bad on their leaving cert, you're gonna be like, right, well, how did they how did they get into whatever their course or medicine course or whatever? But if you get if you do bad in your SATs, they'll be like, okay, maybe they got in on their personal essay or their extracurriculars or whatever. Um So she said I don't know how this makes sense, but she said the uni- she went to the University of Michigan. She said it has a lot of Jewish students and the university also has a lot of Jewish donors. So if my family generation after generation has gone to the University of Michigan and now donates to the school, the odds of me getting in are very, very good because to turn that student away, it's also turning away the money. Um. So that is allowed. Like that's And that's the backdoor route that I think we're talking about. Like these yeah. big... I don't think that really happens... Maybe it does in Ireland, but
2: not to the same extent. I would say it, I'd be very surprised if it didn't happen, but like obviously you're not talking I'm sure, I am sure large sums of money have changed hands but are you talking on the same level? Definitely not. Yeah, and to and the I same mean, extent like, like it's not as... And I think it would be more like, you know any of that kind of private school Yeah. bullshit like, you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Um she said people just love any excuse to feel entitled. She said, I don't know if it's necessarily more competitive than admissions in Ireland or not. People just love any excuse to feel entitled or better than others because of the school they they went to. And I just keep thinking of Andy Bernard and Cornell as a great example.
2: So that's... Oh, Andy Bernard. Yeah. Andy Bernard. Um, Yeah, so basically I'm after finding this piece here so like the front door in the first commas are the students who get in on merit so mm-hmm. that's like 99% of the students maybe a bit less probably Um, you apply in the normal way you're judging your merit as Ariana mentioned like whatever you can contribute to each campus whether that's intellectually or with your extracurriculars your personal essay what you are like as a person blah 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 the back door is then students whose parents give like massive sums of money to the university um, and as we said completely legal and technically ethical, um, but like it's constantly called into question, and I think this documentary will continue to call it into question. Um, there's like a specific spotlight on it now because obviously that backdoor is only available if you have money, which the majority of people don't, you know. And as you said, like the sums that your man, the coach what is his name? Rick Singer. Rick Singer. Like Rick Singer, you can see, and now again, these are like it's not actually him, but like the dramatizations, the conversations are real. But like the actor playing Rick Singer is like, So the back door, if you want to get into Harvard, that's gonna be like 45 million. And the dad on the other end of the phone is like, Jesus fucking Christ. Um so yeah, and that's what I think that's why, as we mentioned, like people went for this side door because it was, it was just cheaper. Even, it was cheaper, yeah. We all have a bargain. Yeah, it was the it was the middle aisle of the college admissions
1: and it's not a it's not a big stretch from the from the legal way around but it obviously is illegal like to guarantee a place based on money is illegal and that's kind of the difference between the back door and the side door yeah Um, yeah what did you think
2: of yeah go ahead sorry go on no you go what did you think of your man, um, the coach, let me bring up Stanford his name guy again, John Vandemore. What did you think of him? Was he the Stanford guy? And he was like, yeah, Stanford. And he
1: like, it was like, oh, he said like there's money has changed hands. But he was like, I have no, I had no part in it. Like, I don't know how, like what happened there. He's, he maintains that like he never took any money from him.
2: Yeah, so basically, just in terms of this documentary, in case you were wondering, like why why didn't they interview fucking Larry Lachlan or whatever? Apparently, they asked her and they all, and like they asked all the other like celebrities and like the families involved, and obviously they all said no, but this guy said yes. He wasn't one of the family members, as we said, but he's was an ex sailing coach at Stanford, um, and he was like the only co-conspirator of the scandal to sit down. Um, he'd worked at Stanford for over a decade um and as you said he did accept like these payments from singer um but he didn't kind of view them as bribes um yeah they were donations the money, like to consider yeah he took the money to consider people that singer was putting forward because again you're talking about an area that's like underfunded so he just took that as like singer kind of supporting that and helping him kind of make hires um, and his whole thing was that, like, he didn't keep any of the money; it all went back into the sailing program. But like, they were still fundamentally bribes. Yeah. Um. And like, obviously, when it was all uncovered, he faced charges like wire and mail fraud. Um. He pled guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit racketeering, and he took a plea deal. So he did six months house arrest. He's on two years probation, and he paid a ten thousand dollar fine. Um. But he I lost. He got kind of to talk about. He
1: lost his job and all like he wasn't it a big thing for him because he literally he'd worked at Stanford for like 10 years or whatever he lived on the campus Uh, like he lost his home
2: his job absolutely everything. Yeah. And like this was I was going to ask you because like he paints like a sympathetic figure right? And like I do it's hard when you read when it's like okay all the money went to the sailing program like I but i'm just like was it willful willful ignorance or was it like were you were you just thick? and i really mean that in, a, in as non disparaging way as possible but like were you genuinely just stupid that you were like how like something is wrong here this can't be right yeah i i genuinely think
1: across the board this was just like people who are used to getting what they want and it just didn't even cross their minds that they that it's wrong it's just like this is what you do when you have the resources and like this option has been brought to us why would we not take it like i just don't think they even like i just think they never thought they'd be caught out and they no, absolutely never thought they would do time for it but sorry oh, yeah. i don't mean
2: the pa- i don't mean the parents of the kids you mean
1: stanford guy i mean him yeah um yeah i think he's probably the same like it's just businessmen doing business I I don't think he really kind of probably sat back and thought what does this mean or like is this ethically right I do think I they're ask, all just a little bit thick
2: I ask anyway because so it says at the end of the documentary basically that he's working he kind of independently coaches um, sailing now um, he completed a couple of qualifications while he was under house arrest um, and he works Somewhere else now basically um, But he's also working on a book about his experience Called Rigged Justice How the college admission scandal ruined an innocent man's life uh, And I'm just like No No And I know obviously like fucking Clickbaity titles or whatever But I'm just like You you weren't You weren't me innocent. Yeah Like And I uh, You can oh, I, And that's what I just find And this is why I'm saying like there are lots of people to blame and like the system is to blame and that whole level of pressure that kids face that's the issue that's what you need to be looking at that like people would be so desperate to go to these means and we also need to look at why the rich get so rich and why we need to eat them yeah but i just when you when i see shit like that i'm like oh
1: and i thought as well like watching And not really taking in who was who he did come across at the start be like oh this innocent man who just kind of crossed paths with Rick Singer giving his take on the whole situation and then at the end I was like hang on a second this guy this guy was in on it like he was absolutely when they when they had him like going to court and stuff and pleading guilty or not guilty I can't remember what he pled but um, I was like what the hell what the hell have I missed here because he, he very much believes that he's he's uh. Not guilty. But mm-hmm. he absolutely... He absolutely... He is, but whether he realises it or not is another thing. Yeah.
2: And now he's trying to profit off it. That's just wrong. See, that's what I mean. It's just like, it all comes back to this issue of money and it's like... Surely there's a law that you can't profit off your crimes, isn't there? I don't think so.
1: What was there... Mm, you may women. tell that to OJ Simpson
2: because he's flat that's out that's
1: what I'm thinking about yeah someone you have to who was it that tried to write a book I was it OJ someone tried to write a book recently and they were like the family came out oh my god was it OJ and then uh, Nicole's family came out and made sure he couldn't
2: make a penny off I the book I doubt it was well in fairness OJ or, has already written a book called If I Did It
1: yeah so. yes but he he can't profit off it
2: can he not I don't think he can keep the money. You want I don't know. To that there and I'll make yeah, I don't know what I'm
1: thinking out. of. I've... Can you profit off your crimes? <laughs>
2: <laughs> make sure you're not Googling that off a work computer.
1: Can you profit off crime? Yes or no?
2: <laughs> What's this about crime not paying, eh? Oh, the son the of Sam back. law.
1: Son of Sam, okay. yes, I have heard about this because it's absolutely been mentioned on some sort of true crime podcast. So the Son of Sam law is a is a term for any law designed to keep criminals from profiting pro- from the publicity of their crimes, often by selling their stories to publishers. Such laws often authorise the state to seize money earned from deals such as book, movie, biographies and paid interviews and use it to compensate the criminal's victims. Interesting. Yeah. And not uh, only in the States, hang on. there's a bit about o j here um, a prominent example is the litigation between the family of Ron Goldman and o j. Simpson, following Simpson's acquittal for the Go- for Goldman's murder. Goldman's family won a wrongful death claim against Simpson for more than thirty million dollars when Simpson later published a book about the murder. If I did it, a court awarded the book's rights to the Goldman family to help satisfy the judgment.
2: sorry, i it's not funny. The situation, can I just stress, is fundamentally not funny.
1: And Absolutely it's not, not funny
2: that he wrote a book called If I Did It. But at the that same time, really it's funny. just like, but it's just like, it's just, it's, it's, it's funny in terms of what the fuck is wrong with the world. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know what I I actually saw? What gives you, you, know the that right? clip, you know that clip of him going up to Ruby Wax, like pretending to stab her for like, she clearly did a documentary on him something years ago. Have you seen that clip? Yes. And he's just like, if I was to do it like this. And it's like, what? Yeah, anyway, that came on my TikTok the other day. So I was just thinking about it. Did you know, pop quiz, did you know who Olivia Jade and or Laurie Lachlan were before this scandal?
1: I knew Laurie Lachlan because obviously I was a massive 90210 head, the reboot. And she's the mom in it. Yeah. She's the mom in it. I also, in my Mary-Kate Nashley Ashley research recently, she was in Full House. She sure was. But, but I never watched sure that. Was. I just, I just know her face mainly as uh, the mom in 90210. I did I not know who I, Livia Jade was though. I, until yeah, I watched this you, film.
2: When you say that, I'm like, oh yeah, that's how I knew her. Because like, I didn't know the name Laurie Lachlan, but I knew the face when it started coming yeah. up. I didn't have a breeze who Livia Jade was, which I was like, kind of disappointed in myself because yeah, I, I like to have. consider myself up to date on the old uh, YouTubers, but this won't escape me. But yeah, so they were kind of one of the biggest names uh, attached to the scandal, Laurie Lachlan, as you mentioned, uh, best known for her role in Full House, um, When Calls the Heart as well, a Hallmark series. If anyone watched that, um, she, so her and her husband, whose name is Massimo Gianoli, um, basically wanted to get Olivia and her older sister Isabella into. College. And this was now I don't in we'll we'll talk about Felicity Huffman at Felicity Huffman and her family as well. Felicity says her children didn't know about it, but this seems like Olivia and Isabella were like fully like actively in on it. Um they pled guilty, they ended up doing um jail time. Uh the charges that she pled guilty to were so this was the thing. So they initially played not guilty, which was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like anyone, anyone who's watched a single episode of Suits would know that that was a bad move, but whatever. <laughs> um, so basically um, the initial indictment was that the couple, against the couple alleged that they had offered $500,000 in exchange for University of Southern California, USC, uh, to accept both their daughters on the ground, their athletic abilities, namely as rowers. So there was a whole thing where they were and this was what your man Singer did is like he'd get the kids set up in shots of them doing like the specific sport. So if they were doing oh, water yeah. polo, her, her on the fucking rowing machine. Yeah, because all these wealthy families would have like a, a pool in the back or they'd have access to a gym and they'd set up these photos where it's like look like you're rowing or jump out of the water and then Singer would fucking take them Photoshop them either onto it like Onto a different body or whatever, or like would simply just like use the photos and be like, look, this is them doing their bits. Look at them. So active, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'd love to and see like, those
1: Photoshop pictures. I wonder was he good at it? You'd have to be pretty good at Photoshop to get away with that.
2: This is the thing. But then I'm like, the what was funny about the Olivia Jade thing was that. I just don't know how they thought they were going to get away with it when she was such a prominent YouTuber. Yeah. But anyway, um, They eventually pled guilty so I think this was May 2020 Um, Lachlan pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit wire and mail fraud and um, her husband uh, did the same and then they were sentenced in August uh, two months in prison so Laurie is out now Uh, Lee was sentenced to five months I think he's still in Um, and we were talking about the fines like Lachlan got a $150,000 fine and then they have 2 years of supervised release like they have two community service uh Gianuli is like 250,000 so obviously that's all but so, Buttons. Buttons, well, in comparison to the, like do you know what i mean if they had it to pay then like that was pro- that was probably not i mean it was probably a big amount of money to them but like not big enough that it would actually really impact them at all yeah you know um i think i some people talk about Lachlan's time in jail saying that she was kind of having a banger at the start, but then she was grand. Well, you um, would. And then other places said that she spent the time reading books or whatever. Um, as of right now, uh, in February of this year, it was revealed that she's potentially nearly finished her 100 hours of court-mandated community service. She's been working with children who have learning disabilities and it's found it very fulfilling, a uh, source said. Um, good for her, yeah. Um, I think the relationship with her daughters is grand now. I don't know. Did you watch Olivia on the Red Table Talk? No. That is extremely interesting. I'll get into that in a sec. Um, Sorry, we would mentioned that she was on the Full House. There was a Netflix reboot, Fuller House. She was dropped from that. She was dropped from When Calls the Heart. Um, apparently, she's excited to work again, but she's concerned about the documentary um, and how it's going to affect her future job offers, as I'd imagine they well, will.
1: didn't even really... It didn't like specifically hone in on them. It mentioned them. It's not a whole film about them. I don't think it'll affect
2: her any more than it already has. If you even look at Olivia Jade's YouTube comments now though, like they're all talking about the documentary. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, it probably like, affected Olivia Jade because I, like I wouldn't have associated her with this until I watched it.
2: Yeah. So this is the thing. So obviously Olivia Jade was like this YouTuber, influencer, whatever like as I said I didn't really know who she was she's the daughter of these two people so like she kind of had the benefit of that the benefit of the nepotism but like the influencing kind of became like a passion project for her she started during high school and it was like your usual kind of influencer like get ready with me fashion beauty little bits like that she ended up doing collabs with like Sephora and she was kind of she was in campaigns for Marc Jacobs she was like very successful in her own right doing that kind of buzz um, and then this is where like she's obviously vlogging like her when she's in, college, in high school and I think there's interview clips of her being like that she wanted to drop out so she got more yeah. successful with the influencing and whatever else and her parents were like no and then there was this whole thing of her going to USC and you video clips of her from her own vlogs being like Jesus Christ I absolutely fucking hate this I hate college why am I here? Blah, blah, blah. And then you have a clip at the end of the video of her being like, oh, as much as I hate it, like I'm just so blessed to be educated and all this blah, blah, blah. Like... Total left little. turn. Yeah. And what was, wasn't was it her guidance, counselor that kind of flagged that something was up? Yeah. So basically, so she got accepted into USC as a rower. Um, and her... When it was kind of... When her high school was alerted, they kind of went back and they were like, this is fucking this is not true. There's no rowing team here. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, there's like, she doesn't um, row
1: here and I'm pretty sure she's way too busy with the vlogging to row
2: anywhere else. So, what's this about? Yeah. Um, Olivia fully knew what her parents did to get her into USC but also didn't think there was anything wrong with it. An insider told Us Weekly. And it says in the documentary that she was like cc'd um, on the emails. Um, so, she started in 2018. Uh, she was a communications major. What up? Um, and this was the thing. So, she did... Like a, she did SpawnCon with Amazon Prime where she was like showing her dorm on her channel and was talking about like her college lifestyle, her college diet, whatever. I think a lot of those videos are gone now if you're too low. Um, And she was actually on spring break when the news broke. Um, And she kind of went to ground, obviously as you would. She, she came back in, I think, August 2019 on her YouTube channel to basically be like, hi guys, I've been gone for ages. I can't talk about anything, but I can't wait to come back. Blah, 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 blah. And then had didn't really say anything publicly until the end of last year, December 2020, when she gave an interview with the Red Table Talk, which is Jada Pinkett Smith's... The Smiths... Well, it's not just hers, because all the Smiths do it. It's like the Smiths family's interview series. On um, face- Facebook, of went, Yeah, on Facebook. And, like, the grandma was, like, absolutely allergic to having her on. She's like, she's the epitome of white privilege. Like, I don't know why... We're doing this, whatever, and like Willa and Jada were kind of more sympathetic. And now in fairness, if you're to watch the interview, she kind of says all the right things and she does, she does apologise and she is like, I understand fully why it was wrong. Like I took someone's place. I did not deserve that place. Um, Did they immediately get kicked out? So the thing was, I, so I think she... I think she said she left immediately, but I don't think she unenrolled until like the March of whenever it was announced. So that would have been like a month or so after. And well, I'd I
1: imagine they were like, she was forced to do that really.
2: Well, she said in the Red Table Talk interview that she was like, oh, I was so embarrassed. I couldn't go back. Okay. Sorry. Hang on. I have it here. It was reported that Olivia Jade immediately dropped out of USC, but it was later confirmed she dropped out officially in March 2019 after a court hearing. But as I said, she said in the Red Table Talk interview, she was like, there was a lot that when I was applying, I was not fully aware of what I was going on. I just felt so ashamed. I was like, I can't go back. I never went back. I was too embarrassed. I shouldn't have been there in the first place, clearly. But like, you're talking about when the scandal broke as well, even though she didn't initially say anything. Obviously, people went to town because it's fucking hilarious that it's like, Laurie Lachlan's daughter, this absolute queen of the who's, like, got, like, paid to get in. It's just, people went mad. And this is the whole thing. Like, people probably went too far in that because... Was it an overreaction, do you think? Like, I think anytime you get personal, I do think that, but this is the thing, like, the, the internet and Instagram comments are no place for nuance. Like, fundamentally, what she did was wrong. She, and she knew... And she doesn't kind of say as much. She doesn't say that she knew in the in the right table talk, and she kind of puts a lot of the blame on her parents, even though she does apologize herself. Is the thing? Um, I think that's fair because, like, she, she's only she's she is only like what that's
1: what she knows. Like her, you trust your parents, uh, yeah, she and do to the fairness, right thing. She,
2: she does acknowledge that she was like I was in this bubble I just thought again because of that backdoor process she was like that was a thing that people in my bubble did like that was and like again it just makes you fucking sick to think of the money and whatever else and like it's totally unrelatable to us but as I said she said all the right things I don't know if she's sorry or if she's sorry that they ended up getting hot you know yeah Yeah.
1: she still is in that bubble like nothing is like Nothing has really changed for her. She's probably gotten more famous, if anything.
2: Yeah, there was a massive element of them thinking they were just above the law because of who they were and because they had money. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, and the grandma says this on Red Table Talk. She was like, I don't know why she's here because like, she'll be fine. Like she could just and she was kind of like you could just keep on keeping on and in fairness like Olivia Jade was like yeah but that's the issue like people do keep on keeping on and that's that's not right and she didn't make the point that like What's
1: the alternative? Like what's she going to do? Just stop and become
2: poor? Like no Well no but I don't think that's it but it's like obviously the thing was that it shouldn't have happened in the first place and it's acknowledging why it happened in the first place and she did and she did say that again where it's like oh like I'm automatically ahead because of the color of my skin and who I am. Like, the odds were never stacked against her with that regard. And yet, they still felt like, oh, okay, we're going to cheat our way in. You know, because that's the thing. It was like, why? And clearly it was from like, she didn't want to fucking go to college. It yeah. seemed like she never wanted to go to college. She didn't was need to. It insane pressure. She didn't need to. But like, she didn't want, like, she didn't want to is the thing. And it's like, it was this insane, like, pressure from her parents or whatever, like, who, I will say, clearly wanted the best for her and in inverted commas in that they were like, oh, we didn't go to college, you should go to college, which I think is sensible. But at the same time, she would have been fine. Yeah. Like, and if it was the whole thing of like, no, you need to go to college to like, learn and to try and set an example. Yeah, but why would you do that? And then, cheat your in like none of it makes sense it's just all like whatever I think they thought they were doing
1: they just wanted to be like yes my gorgeous child is in Stanford can
2: you believe it or wherever the hell yeah yes it's 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 that prestige as well to be able to say oh yeah well Olivia's in USC like whatever yeah um so talk, talk about our favorite housewife yeah let's do
1: it so this is uh I'm going to talk about Felicity Huffman, obviously. Um, probably the most famous name mixed up in all of this. You will obviously know her from Desperate Housewives. She is, of course, in Christmas with the Cranks. Um, of course, yeah, yeah, of course. Famously, she's in. Uh, she's been nominated and has won a lot of awards for Trans America. Um, and she's she's done loads of stuff. She's in. She's well known. She's a big face. Um, Married
2: to William H. Macy.
1: Yes, who yeah, who is also well known. He in an you know, Eeyore.
2: Shameless. Um, Fargo. Eeyore. 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 Is he an Eeyore? He was, in like a, he was in a series and a half for Eore at the start, and then he's like, bye. Okay.
1: But uh he's not really me- he's not really mentioned this, but um so I got a uh this info from townandcountrymag.com. So Felicity Huffman, in 2019, when the news of the college admissions scandal broke, Felicity Huffman was among the celebrities charged in the Justice Department's investigation. She was accused of fixing the conditions for her older daughter, Sophia's SAT test. She also allegedly explored inflating scores for her younger daughter, Georgia, Georgia Grace Macy, before deciding against it. Um, Court documents revealed that William Singer who is known as Rick Singer, the central figure in the scandal, met with Huffman and William H Macy in their home ahead of the December 2017 SAT, and he advised Huffman and her husband that he controlled a testing center and could arrange for a third party to pu- purport the proct- or purport to proctor their daughter's SAT and secretly correct her answers afterwards. So uh, ultimately, Huffman's daughter received a score of 1420 on the SATs, an improvement of approximately 400 points over her PSAT, um, according to the Justice Department's documents, which is suspicious, suspicious, a suspicious increase. Uh, That's from the
2: suspicious. Mocks. That's weird. <laughs> so like to... the worst thing about this specific situation, though, was that they, the daughter's, didn't know. Well, not the worst thing, obviously, because, like, fucking money and rich people, don't get me wrong, capitalism, it's all bad. But, like, that they didn't know. And it's, like... So, obviously, like, Olivia Jade was more, like, high profile because of who she was in her own right. So, like, people knew her, even if you didn't know her, as, like, Larry Lockland's daughter or whatever. Yeah. So, like... She was a role model to her peers. Yeah, and, like, obviously she knew, so, like, she's a dickhead. But, like, these kids... That they these, thought they and were they doing didn't great. know, yeah. And like to have that, have them follow, have that follow them because like their parents were so selfish. Because that's yeah. what it comes from. It comes from a place of like them wanting, wanting this for their kids, but really for themselves. Yeah, totally. Um, Hoffman and Macy
1: reportedly made a fifteen thousand dollar donation to the Key Worldwide Foundation, the fake charity that uh, Rick Singer had founded. An employee at the foundation then sent a reply uh, falsely stating that the donation would allow us to move forward with our plans to provide educational and self-enrichment programmes to disadvantaged youth, according to court documents. Her daughter, Sophia Macy, has since been accepted to college on her own merits. Go her, good one, good woman, Sophia. Um, Huffman was sentenced to 14 days in prison. She was also ordered to pay a $30,000 fine and perform 250 hours of uh, community service. She pled guilty um, and has served her short stint in prison. She was released in October 2019 and has now completed her full sentence, including the community service and supervised release. With all of this behind her, it seems that she's hoping to resume her acting career. A source told Entertainment Tonight that Huffman had a new agent and at some point in the near future, she's looking forward to going back to work.
2: Good woman, Felicity. She's apparently apparently set to star in this new baseball comedy pilot for ABC this basically sounds like the show was written for you um, it's untitled but it's inspired by Susan Savage the real life owner of the AAA baseball team the Sacramento Rivercats cool. um, and she's supposedly going to play the woman who inherits the team after being suddenly widowed uh, with the show following her she figures out how to run the team alongside her son um, and she is also um, due to serve as an executive producer on the series so um, there you go Fall up that's what rich people do. Yeah, like Deadline, Her- Deadline has said that she's been like heavily courted for TV series and pilots since. Even, which like, I just don't, I That's understand annoying. it obviously because you're going to be like, you're all, let's have a look at this like for a nose. But then it's like, oh, I just hate it. I hate it all. I hate Hollywood. I hate money. It's just. Her daughter you know. is, uh,
1: is in Carnegie Mellon um, now. And I think she wants to be an actress as well. I'm not sure if she's been casting anything yet that you would know, but um that's, that's yeah I think her. William
2: H. Macy was talking about her being like, oh, she's such a talent.
1: Yeah. She's such a talent which is here. Yeah, following her parents' footsteps. Um
2: yeah, so that's the gas. Would you recommend people watch the documentary?
1: Yeah, I think so. If you have any interest in it at all, um it's it's worth a it's worth a watch. And it's kind of just mad how the whole system works and doesn't work at the same time and there is a whole um there's a podcast actually came out today by dis-american life and it's about how the sat system and the college admissions system is has been affected because of covid and how actually the sats have become optional for a lot of um colleges and how that's affecting like their admissions rate and all that. It's actually, I've, I've listened to most of it, the episode. If you're interested in any of that at all, it's a good listen.
2: Um, And this is a great watch. Couldn't agree more. Uh, mini bandwagons, breed.
1: Absolutely. I have so many for you. You would not believe.
2: Let me bring them up.
1: I got on to the Instagram followers because I actually haven't done that in a while. Um, And I haven't been doing much myself, so here's what came in um, Gemma actually said the College Mission scandal doc on Netflix this one's for you Gemma this episode goes out to Gemma Shout out Rest- Gemma Restaurant Boxes
2: have to say I'm absolutely loving them Yeah I would say there's a fundamental issue with them though in that I think um, oh, who is it you know Shane Byrne who does like
1: yeah. Shannon's
2: Hair Beauty Brows Dog Grooming Kimmage Road yeah. Shane Amburn, yeah, big fan of him. Um, on this podcast, he made the point that it's like you're paying you're paying eighty euro to have to cook something yourself. Yeah, and like, I saw that. Actually, kind of fair, kind of fair. But I do love the notions. Don't get me wrong, I've done it. But if you take a step back, don't take the step back it. because you just
1: upset yourself. You will upset. No, I'll do treat yourself.
2: But you're supporting local businesses as well, so do that. Absolutely, do that.
1: And um, the line of duty new season is coming in a lot. Um, we don't watch it so
2: apparently it was a big deal listen to Shrine of Duty we will not be covering it and they will and they're very funny and much better at it than we will maybe we will but like there's six fucking seasons that it's too late for us we'll get there eventually at some stage but yeah Shrine of Duty for the win
1: the Cappuccino app making podcasts for just your friend group so stunning to wake up to
2: I feel like that's our WhatsApp I hate that I absolutely hate sorry no why sorry that's that is just voice. Common people have podcasts too, Fadula. And it's called but it's called Cappuccino. Hey, that. Sorry. <laughs> that just sounds like Clubhouse. People just keep inventing these apps. I'm sick of it. Are they different? They are different. They yeah. are different, but like barely. Getting
1: vaccinated, someone said love that for you Um, yeah I mean we'd like to be
2: on that bandwagon
1: I'd love to see it I don't even want to be on that I want people who need it to get it first I just love I would love for the people just for people to keep getting it
2: I'd love for anyone to get it at this point yeah literally anyone Um,
1: for them cake in a wine glass picnic TikTok trend which I I genuinely really want to do
2: I know it's stupid but I really want to do it I don't understand it and I refuse to and as someone who's permanently sticky already I just don't think I can get on board with that. Yeah. Roller
1: skating I'm patiently waiting for my skates I ordered yesterday. Did you send that one in?
2: Same. But all my protective gear arrived. So I might just I love there. that you got protective gear. I have to but everyone says it like wrist guards and all. Oh
1: you have That's to. You would. Yeah. I went to a roller disco a couple of years ago and I was buzzing for it and I got there and could not could not do a lap. It was like ice skating. I had to hold the wall the whole way around and then I just sat down for the rest of the hour because I was just so upset that I couldn't do it straight away. So I don't think I'll be jumping on that because it's just Fair, yeah. seems too difficult. But I love that for you. Um, Harry Styles, a Review, Grease, TikTok, Old School, Bandwagon, Blackberries. BDM. Did
2: I'm going to be honest.
1: Yeah. Um, Crocheting, the Return of Sea Swimming, Taskmaster is back, and the Flight Attendant, which I've actually watched the first episode of, and it is very, very good. It's Kaylee Cuoco, is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Um, and she like wakes up in a hotel room. She's a flight attendant. She wakes up in a hotel room with a man who's been like his uh, throat has been slit and he's dead, and he's in the bed beside her, but she can't remember anything. So, um, that's the premise. I I found it good, interesting. She's very good in it. Go for Kayla Cuoco. That's all I'll say. I love that she's still working. <laughs> love that she's getting the work. Me too. Did you, did you have anything to add to the list? No. Okay, fantastic. Um, I'm going to do tarot reading this Wednesday for our patrons. So stay tuned for that. Um, I'll put up a question box, maybe. No, I will. I just I tend to do the same five categories because I get a lot of the same questions. Maybe I will put up a question box. We'll see. Um... Yeah. Um oh feck, we are picking the beanie winners. We are picking them tonight. We'll put them up on Instagram and we'll get your details and we'll get
2: Ellen to send you out a beanie. We'll put them up on Instagram. In the event that we pick anyone who is not on Instagram, we'll say it on next week's episode. Um, yeah. and if you just want to email us your details then. Um but if you are on Instagram, keep an eye out. Um yeah. We ha- we don't please know what continue to leave us reviews. Yeah. We
1: do next we don't know don't know week's what? Patreon episode is but um, it's...
2: I had suggested someone come back to me on this if anyone wants us to do the David Dobrik stuff because like that's kind of grim but like maybe maybe not necessarily any of the David Dobrik stuff but I don't know anything frenemies... about him or this but if people want it I'm willing to dive into it or even like how Frenemies has become such a thing like that because I read about the whole fact that like Trisha Paytas and Ethan Klein and it's just it's really demented. So if anyone wants to send us a good concise voice note, we'd be happy to include it or maybe we'll talk about it. I don't know. But we, I need more help on that because I, I, I'm i some of the way there. I'm not all the way there. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say? We're at Banwagin's Podcast on social media. This podcast has been produced by Collaborative Studios. Follow us on Spotify to get all the latest up to date episodes. We're on Patreon um, last week we talked. We just did like a general Q and A, we talked about uh, the Drag Race UK finale. We talked about the circle. We talked about our favorite smells. We talked about yeah. other kind of inane shit. To be honest, let's go crack. Um, and that is our lot for this week. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.